0: Welcome back to the Mind Yourself podcast. Um, I have a lot of stuff to say in this podcast and I've tried to um, record the intro a few times and I feel like if I try and record the intro one more time and it doesn't work, I'm just going to scrap the idea of doing a podcast altogether today. But I feel like it's important that I talk about this. So yeah, hang around and grab yourself a Kleenex probably, I don't know. But sure look, yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're just going to jump straight in. And today is the 20th of January. So on the 17th of January, I had a bit of a meltdown. And not a bit of a meltdown, a pretty major meltdown. Um, I wasn't surprised that it was happening because... Um, I, wow, the sun just came up, like, really, like, came from behind the clouds, really bright, and it just lit up the whole room, and I'm like, wow, hey universe, thanks, thanks for that one. Um, so, yeah, and I'm already, after going off topic, and it's 40 seconds in, good one. So, on the 17th, I had a breakdown, and it was... I said I wasn't surprised, and that's because I knew that there was a lot that I was just not accepting that I was struggling with. Um. So I haven't. I I hadn't slept. Solidly or like had a sleep that felt restful. In like I don't know two weeks I'd say like a long time anyway, and any time I would go to sleep, it would be like an hour or two and I'd wake up and feel like I hadn't slept at all and just feel really tired still um but then I'd get up and not want to go to bed because I knew that I wasn't going to sleep so yeah it just wasn't good at all and it's coming up to February well it's not coming up to February like it's it's January so you know your months you know February is coming next and February is like January and February and December really are like tough times for me I think because of my anxiety December is always a time where you see loads of family and visit loads of people and with my anxiety when you're doing that like I'm always I always just act like I'm brilliant. Like not, not even as in. I'll be doing badly. And I'll act like I'm brilliant. I mean. I'll just automatically. When I'm in front of my family. And relatives that I haven't seen in a while. I'll automatically just be like. Top form. you know. And then when I'm like. Not with them. Or like there's no one there for me to like. Be in top form for. I'm just like a. I'm feeling pretty shit, you know, cuz you're just so tired from all the interactions and um February is like when I when I attempted suicide it was in it was in February and it was after doing like a month of placement for my college course and I was absolutely exhausted from it and I hadn't slept a lot either and when you don't get a healthy amount of sleep or just restful sleep it really does take a toll on your on all aspects of your life really and um so yeah I was just I was just feeling really in over my head and I was thinking about a lot of things and crying like on my own like so no one would see me just because I didn't like I've I've cried in front of people so many times and like I have no problem crying in front of people but like I obviously internalized I obviously have internalized problems with it because when I'm really struggling like I don't like to cry in front of people unless I feel like I'm ready to not ready to talk about it but I have to talk about it you know so I would like go off and like cry on my own and then go back and be with people and just be like what the fuck like it it just goes from me crying on my own to being with people and being acting like I'm grand and that's just so not good like but that's textbook me sabotaging myself like I'm I tell everyone like sure I have I you're listening to my fucking mental health podcast you know what I mean I'm sitting here telling everyone to ask for help and then I think like I've asked for help so many times like I can't ask for help again and basically that's what happened and I had a meltdown and I I was like nah I can't I can't cope with this anymore so I told people how I was feeling and like had a bit of a meltdown in front of a few people And um, my mum texted me then and was like texting me these numbers to text PA the house or whatever or ring them. And I wasn't able for a phone call so I said I'd text them. And I started texting them and they were concerned that I'd like try to harm myself or something but i said like i'm with people and i know that i won't and i'm too exhausted to do that anyway but um they were like no i think you need to you need to see you need to see someone so they were like they told me how to find a number for south dock and i rang south dock and i spoke to a nurse and she was fantastic she was so nice And um, she just chatted to me for ages. And she told me that, like, from talking to me, she knows that guilt is a big thing that I suffer with. And especially if you've had mental health issues and you've put people that you love through horrible situations or... They've seen you in a horrible states, and you know that you've really upset them like you. That does leave you with a lot of guilt, and that's something that is very tough for people to deal with that have tried to end their lives and failed because you tried to do something that completely affects all the people that you love. And then it doesn't work, and you have to see these people every day and see. just see how kind they are and see how sweet they are, and you just feel like you're a shit person forever putting them through that. But then. you have to remember that, like, that's not. like, when I was having my meltdown, like, that's not me. You know, that's not my personality. That was just. That was just exhaustion and frustration and someone who was scared and felt like they couldn't cope anymore so they were just lashing out and I said horrible things to some people that I just didn't mean at all and really upset me and then I dunno, I feel like I just went off topic there again. But she don't... I was talking about the nurse. Oh yeah, okay, cool. I was talking about the nurse. Um, and she was talking about how guilt is one of my big problems. And I think that's something that I thought I always appreciated. But I don't think I I understood how, how much... How much... It takes out of me to feel all this guilt. Like I've never stopped feeling the amount of guilt that I felt. Straight away after my attempt. And coming up to the anniversary of my attempt. Like it's obviously on my mind a lot. And it's something that I'll have to forgive myself for. And I know other people have forgiven me. But it's just hard when you can't. When you've been through things that make it hard to kind of value yourself and like I'm trying to know my self-worth like but it's really hard when you've gone through things that just no one should ever go through and that you never you never want anyone not even your worst enemy to to go through it's hard to go through those things and then still know that like you know I do deserve to To not be struggling all the time. And I do deserve to... Be able to do things with my day. And... I do deserve to fucking feed myself. And nourish myself. And... Like, it's... It probably seems... Like, such a silly thing to be saying... If you haven't struggled with anything... Mental health-wise. And I know that... Everyone nearly everyone has to some at some point had mental health issues but if you haven't had anything that's that you can that can come to your head straight away you know while i'm talking about this then it might seem really like cheesy what i'm saying but it's actually such a big thing and that's why like talking about your mental health and Talking about your feelings is so important, and that's why it's so important to just not be a dickhead to people because such small encounters sometimes can make such a big difference. And like, if you're out in in public and and I don't know, like you're there's someone in in a shop and. I don't know, I don't know what kind of fucking, fucking example I'm trying to come up with, but... Just don't, just literally, just don't be a dickhead, like, and I know, I know people, like... People get caught for telling people to be nice and then, like, get exposed for not being nice, but, like... Why... Why am I going off topic? I wanted to start talking about Ellen DeGeneres. And that's just not at all... The fucking... Goal of this podcast. So yeah. Back to... um, Back to um, the little meltdown... um Update. Uh-huh. So... I spoke to a nurse. Jesus Christ. I spoke to a nurse about guilt. Yes, yes. Blah, blah. okay, And... Then... She told me that she wanted me to talk to a doctor, that was in South Dock. So she told me that he'd ring me in a while, and to mind myself and that I could ring, I could ring South Dock whenever. That there's always people there. Like even even just to talk. Just if you if I hadn't spoken to anyone and I just wanted to talk to someone. They said that I could ring them, and I really appreciated that. Like, but it was such a big thing for me to do to ring, to ring South and have all these phone calls. Because first of all, I hate phone calls, and I really hate admitting that I'm struggling, because it's such. I just get it genuinely. I just get sick of saying it sometimes um but like that's it's not my fault at the end of the day like and just because I'm sick of saying it doesn't mean that I shouldn't say it like if I'm struggling I'm struggling and of course I'm going to struggle like I've been through shit but I'm I've been through shit that's it like I've been through it and I'm not going through it at the moment I just I'm just trying to heal from everything that I have gone through but I feel like I am getting there Like I feel like I am Starting to Be able to live with myself a bit more Like not Not feeling Well I do feel like an imposter in my own body sometimes But not feeling that way as much But um. But yeah Doctor rang me. Jesus Christ! Oh, I hate myself. Like, how? Okay, I'm not gonna go off track. I'm not gonna go off track. The doctor rang me, asked me a few questions. He was really nice and told me that he thought that I needed a psychiatric evaluation. So he wrote up a letter for me, and I went and collected it, and then I went to C U H to get a psychiatric evaluation. And they sent me home and, like I was saying earlier, I hadn't slept in so long. But from crying so much and from letting it all out and having people knowing how much I was struggling at that time, like, it took so much weight off me. And it made me so much more calm. And when I came home and went to bed, like I actually slept, and I was so shocked that I had actually slept, like I I felt like a new person. But then, I remembered everything that I had said before I had slept, and I was so embarrassed and I had so much guilt again. Back to the guilt. And it's such a, it's such a big thing with mental health, is a feeling of guilt, like, and it's, it's so horrible, but it's also one of the reasons that we stop kind of moving forward with our mental health is because it's, it's, one of the things that we don't really put a label on so much like I did say it is a big thing in mental health but what I'm saying about not putting a label on it is when you talk about mental health there's so much other things to talk about before guilt and sometimes we don't appreciate how much of a play guilt has in all of it so moving forward I'm just trying to see see it for what it is and see it as it's just guilt and it's just trying to hold me back from moving forward and from really putting everything into focusing on my mental health and bettering my mental health because I do deserve... I do deserve to be in a better mind space and I could sit here and tell you how much you deserve to be in a better mind space whoever is listening to this to help them and I could sit here and talk about that for so much longer because I find it so much easier to put other people before myself not to tune my own horn or anything, cause it's really not a bragging point. Like it's really a shit thing about my personality. Well, f- for myself, like from my own health point of view, because it's so difficult to tell to tell people like, oh, this is how I should be treated when you don't really care how you are treated. You just care about o- how other people are treated. Like it's really difficult. So, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take a bit of the pressure off myself and accept the fact that I'm, I'm not a miracle worker, like, I've been through things and some things have gotten better but other things haven't and I haven't accepted that they haven't gotten better and it's my responsibility now at this point to accept that in order to get better I need to work on these things and I need to go to therapy or I need to get on medication proper whatever medication suits me and doesn't Doesn't harm me and doesn't make me feel worse. I just need to find out what works for me and try to have a regiment and stick to it. And yeah, it's all about self-love and self-love is such like, a lot of people think self-love is bullshit and it's an excuse for girls to post like pictures of themselves in... Underwear or whatever, but like fuck off to those people honestly, because it's the toughest thing ever to like you, you're the only person there for yourself all the time. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're when you're on your own, you look in the mirror and you can see yourself, you're there, but imagine being on your own all the time and looking at your reflection and hating what you see and i don't mean like you might have an insecurity and you might be like oh oh i have no cheekbones or like oh i've i have a weird nose or whatever like insecurities like i've bad skin or something like that's that's that can be hard too for people i understand like It can be extreme for some people. But to look at your reflection as a whole and to see yourself and to not like what you see or to even hate what you see. It's such a horrible thing like and it's such a brilliant thing to be able to look in the mirror and to say I'm happy with what's there like. It's it's a place that I will be in my life at some point, and I know I will. I probably I'll probably have a rake, of rake more tattoos, a lot of tattoos. And. Yeah, I think when I have loads more tattoos, I will, be able to love myself a bit more. And be able to be. I don't know if I'll ever be happy with my appearance, but I will be lot less grossed out by it anyway. I think tattoos are such a... Like I... I knew that when I'd get a tattoo. That I'd end up getting way more of them. But I never actually understood. Like why tattoos are such a big thing to people. And it's, it's amazing because like... Sometimes when I get a tattoo. Like the tattoo that I have on my arm the cat with the bucket hat, the night bucket hat, and it says cab on the strings of the bucket hat. When I got that tattoo, I was like, I feel like it suits me, like I feel like, like, it, it just suits me, like, and tattoos are like a form of expression for some people and for some people it's just a way to... I don't know, to make you appreciate yourself a bit more is to look at your skin and to see a piece of art on it and to say, like, that's sick. Like, I will, I, like, I have, I have three tattoos on my legs. One on my thigh and I have one on my calf and one on my ankle. And I hated my legs before and I don't love my legs now but, like, I'm a lot more confident when I'm wearing things that my legs are showing in because I have tattoos, you know. And it is a body confidence thing. And I absolutely love going out and seeing people rocking loads of tattoos. I'm like, go on, you good thing, you know. Like, they they just look sick. Even if all the tattoos are shit, if you see someone with, like, a full sleeve. Like a full arm sleeve. And they're individual shit tattoos. It's gonna look sick. If you ask me. If you ask me mate. No such such thing as a bad tattoo. Absolute bullshit. Don't be going around tattooing cocks and balls on yourself though. Like that's one thing. I never understand. Like I know you watch like. The tattoo fixers or whatever and they'd they have like fiends come back from MAGA with tattoo with fucking a willy tattooed on their calf. Or like on their thigh and when they're wearing like boxers or or shorts it's just a head of a willy popping out of their their pants like and they get them fixed, but there's actual people who will go and ta there's actual people. There's real people who'll go into a tattoo shop and just have, like, a really big fucking cock. And be like, yeah, can you tattoo that on on my back or my leg? Or, like, they'll have sex scenes. And they'll be like, yeah, throw that on my back. I'm like, no. No, don't be doing that. Please. Please. I don't know, it's just, it's just a wrong and move, like, it's just not, like, you're getting that tattooed, why? Like, so people look at you and think, oh, he's, they. he must be saucy, do you know, he must be an insatiable man, do you know, it's, it's creepy, it's bad vibes, it's not Big Dick Energy. I just think that's such a funny term, Big Dick Energy, I always think of that when, when you'd see fiends, when you hear fiends going around the place revving their engines and their souped up cars. You're like, oh, he must have a massive willy driving around in that loud car. See, this is my personality. Like, I will talk about things and I will be bawling. And then, like, I do this as well when I'm with people and in front of friends and we'd be having chats and we'd be emotional. i would go from that to talking about tattooing cocks and balls on yourself, like... And it's not like, oh, I'm changing the subject because I can't talk about it. And sometimes I get really anxious about it because I'm like, like, I said it to my friend the the last time I saw her, I was like, I really did appreciate that conversation. But can I press play on this? Because this is a really good show. And then I was like, whoa, like, that's like she is. She's going to think that I just like didn't care about that whole conversation. I said to her and she was skidding at me and she was like, no, you're fine. You can play it. And we're watching it away. It was Ackley Bridge on Netflix. And it's very funny. Um, yeah, but I'm not going to start talking about Ackley Bridge. I was about to, but it's very, it's very funny. It's about a secondary school. And they used to be like two segregated schools. But they, okay, no I'm not talking about Ackley Bridge. But you can look it up on Netflix if you want and watch it yourself. And you'll probably get a skit and a giggle out of it. Um, Okay, so yeah. I had a meltdown. Then I had a sleep. And uh, I felt a lot better. Just overwhelmed by guilt and fear. (laughs) Um, So yeah, that's me to a tea, guys. Um, When I was in bed, actually, last night, I kept thinking of bears. Like, just coming up with little raps. I was like, imagine, because I used to have dreams when I was younger that I'd be like a big rap artist. I never, I've never actually said that to anyone. That's wild. Yeah, I used to have dreams that, like, do you know, do you know the Hilary Duff movie, where it's like, um, it was it Hilary Duff. I don't know what the film was called, but it was like there was a scene in it at the end where like she was performing with herself, but it was like herself. But she lived in like Rome or something. I can't remember what it was when they were on stage. And it was like, hey now, hey now, this is what dreams are made of. And she did a little hand wave. Hey now, hey now, this is what dreams... And it was like a key change in the entire... I've got somebody to love. I've got somebody to hold. This is what dreams... Dreams, this is what dreams are made of. I, I'm actually mortified that I sang that much of it. But like in my head I did imagine people listening to this just singing along with it. But that scene, I used to have dreams where it was like I I was in that scene. But I was rapping, I wasn't singing and um i won't be surprised if someday i just start rapping like i would never like oh my god i would definitely definitely have a mask or like hide my face if i was ever to be a rapper so if you hear of a female rapper from cork that isn't revealing her face it's not me <clears throat> no face no case it ain't me it ain't me baby um but yeah saged i saged the gaff a few times as well that helps me too when my mental health when my mental health is poos (laughs) i love saying it like that because then it's like people will think that sometimes my mental health isn't poos and i'm joking Oh, I need to stop. That's another thing I need to stop doing. I need to stop. Be so self-deprecating. Like, I know I am very self-deprecating. And it's funny. Like, it is funny. Like, I am hilarious. But, like, I really need to stop laughing at my life so much. Because, like, the whole thing is, I say, like, do you want to hear a joke? And it's like, my life, like, but my life genuinely is, it's not. It's not a joke. See, I shouldn't be saying that my life is a joke. Because that's just me. Feeding into the narrative I have in my head that I'm worthless. So I am not making any more self-deprecating jokes. Definitely a spoof. I definitely will, but I'm going to tone it down a bit. And I'm not going to be so mean to myself. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Talk to you later. Try and sleep and read a book. If you can't, if you're having bad sleeps. Get yourself a book. I like a bit of fiction myself. And um, read a book and drink water and drink chamomile tea. Um, or take valerium or light a candle. Put on some incense. Um, if you have that galaxy like light laser show thing, put that on maybe. Put some music on. Make yourself cozy. And try and get some sleep, okay? Jesus. Talk to you later. Bye. Mind yourself. Go on.